0: welcome to your life now radio show where your life matters your host coach ria is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world Your Life Now radio show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea.
1: Spring is here. Let's give some cheer. Flowers bloom. Trees grow. Water falls. Wind blow. Bees buzz. Kids play. Say hooray. Spring is today. Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for being here, whether you're listening to the show live or archived. I do appreciate each one of you guys. Thank you so much. First, I'd like to set my intention as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire transformation and positive changes. i like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life. So you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life. So why don't you live it your way? Just a quick intro, I am the founder and a CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional life coaching, leadership coaching, and training company. For more information, contact us at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. I just wanted to put this disclaimer out. This show is really intended to be for information purpose and thought provoking. Of course, I am professional and expert in my field, and so are my guests, so you are welcome to contact me for further information or my guests directly from the information I provide on the show page. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to talk spring. Spring season, spring flower, the spring weather. I love spring weather. And we're going to talk about spring cleaning, our life. The spring is so beautiful. And we see all the beautiful flower, the colorful flower. The season of spring, birds unfold their wings. What springs in the spring? Bud spring, leaf spring, flower spring, tree spring, plant spring, grass springs. Robins sing in spring, and it's time for us to appreciate the life, the seasons. And also bring the new into our life by spring cleaning our lives.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to Your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for being here. Spring is here, and the word spring cleaning comes to mind. Today, we are talking about spring cleaning, letting go, distressing our lives, and organizing our life. The show today is in two parts. The first part is my interview with guest Christy Ayorado, and the other part will be with myself giving you a few helpful tips and suggestions on how to spring clean your life, how to get rid of the things that are no longer serving you in your life. There is no better time than spring because spring to me represents something new. So let's bring in the new and let's go of the old things that are no longer serving us. So let me just quickly give you a little bit of intro about Christy. She has been transforming spaces everywhere she went. Christy has a natural urge. To make any space clean, clear, and less cluttered. When she was a little girl, she remembered going to her friend's room and wanted to play organizing as a game. I did that too. That's funny. It was so fun for her. And she still, later on these years, she still talked to her friends. And she asked her friend to come over to their homes and help with their kids' toys and clothes, kitchen, and more. So... I hope you enjoyed this part one of spring cleaning, and then we'll take a break, and I will uh, be sharing my own suggestion tips with you guys. Here we are with part one. Enjoy. Please help me welcome Christy to our show.
2: Thank you so much for being here, Christy. Thank you, Rhea. I really appreciate you having me.
1: Oh, well, it's my pleasure. So it's spring, Christy. What are we supposed to do in spring? After that long winter that we had out here in the East Coast,
2: right? It's spring. Like this is what we're supposed to do during spring. You know, we're supposed to go and lighten <laughs> up and bring some space into our home and and some fresh air and you know, open up the windows, open up the blinds. Like spring is here.
1: Yes, it's true. You know, it's like even the fact that you can open a window, you know, and get some fresh air and it feels so good. You know oh, to do that. We, you know so I really look forward to it to you know to get in some warm weather here but let's talk about you know I mean when I think about spring and I've done a show before and I had talked to you about this LC air you know I've done this for like the past three years every time around this time I do a show about spring cleaning and I mm-hmm. you know because of my background I'm always focused on the, on, on, on really declaring our mind at first to to really just kind of like take a look at our life from that perspective but you know you focus on the environment, but you also you know you have harmony with your work and 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 you use it as a therapy too for with your client so let's start by just um you know obviously we know why you became passionate um doing what you're doing, but do you wanna
2: tell us a little bit more that we didn't know? Sure, yeah, you know my mother really changed my life when I was sixteen. And she said something that I'll never forget. I was I was being like a really bratty kind of sixteen year old, <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. and
2: and my car and I, it was my first car. I had my first car, right? And I was like, it wasn't a new car, by right? any means. It was an old car, but I was a sixteen year old, so coming where I needed to go. And um, I walked into my parents' business and my car was giving me problems and I started saying, oh man, my stupid car, you know, blah, 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 making all these really, you know, not nice remarks about my car. And my mom said to me, you know, Christy, she says, there's no such thing as an inanimate object and you should really Hmm. speak nicely about your car. And it blew my mind open. And I went back to my car and I said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And I realized in that moment what I was projecting onto my car and that it was really projecting that back onto me. And ever since then, I've been developing this really intimate, intuitive relationship with everything around me. It's been a natural urge I have, like you mentioned in the beginning, to keep every space that I'm in very clear. You Mm -hmm. know, you could say, yeah, I'm a Virgo, so I'm very organized. But beyond just being a Virgo, you know, it's so, you know, ever since then it's been not just about the external objects that are surrounding you but what energy are they actually holding mm-hmm. to and that's mm-hmm. a key piece that I think gets missed a lot of professional mm-hmm. organizers think mm-hmm. that it's all about just the external right oh let's just create a system for your papers and let's make it work mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. truth is it's not about just making it work on the outside it's, it's about so making it work on the inside right Yeah, because I mean, the way you said it, because that's,
1: that's something that, you know, I mean, obviously, it's missed by many. I mean, everything has energy, every single thing, even the solid object that we look at it, it has energy. When you placed it there, it had energy when you placed it there. It's how you put it there.
2: Right. Exactly. The intention that you place it there with, the energy that you place it. If you have a gift that was given to you by an ex-boyfriend and you kept it on a shelf, but then he really broke your heart, but it's still sitting there on your shelf and you're projecting that, oh man, that sadness, that trauma, whatever it is, that sadness and trauma is being held in the energy field around that. Mm -hmm. So... So
1: clearing, it's you know, it's not just about like you know, and that's why I love. It. I mean, that's obviously the main reason why I asked you to come on the show for this topic because of what you do. You know, um, you're not like anyone else that I know who, like you said, just basically does does clean. You know, organizing and 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 uh, the, uh, doing a different like feng shui or display or whatever. But even the feng shui has a little energy to it. But most you know, most organizers don't really get deep to the to the question is. Which we're going to talk about it on the show because i know we mentioned off the air you know it's like what is that relationship that you have with that object why you place the object there i mean so how do you how do you assess like let's start from the beginning because i think this is what's important here when Mm -hmm. when you walk in in somebody's place whether it's their home their office you know any place that someone asks you is like you know what I just can't operate in this place. I need some kind of harmony. I need something to make this place like my own. What do you do? What is the first thing you ask them? And what are the first thing you do with them?
2: Well, the first thing I would do is is do a walkthrough of the space. Okay. Um, First and foremost, because I will be able to really tune in to what's happening as soon as I see the space. I can mm-hmm. talk to somebody over the phone until I'm blue in the face about their space, but until I really see what we're dealing with, um, you know, I can't really offer any guidance. So the first thing is to see the situation. Um, so I go in and I like to look at, even if somebody tells me, oh, I really just need my office and my bedroom, right? I still like to assess every single room in the house because we think they're separate, but they're really not, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Just like we think things are just in, uh, you know, inanimate objects, but they're really not. So everything is interconnected in the home. So I like to look at the entire home so I can really assess where things are at and then I figure out what the main challenges are and what the main priorities are so okay for example how do you do that how do you figure out
1: what the main challenges and
2: right well first I see I mean it's a level of functionality I think is the first most practical thing is which room has the least amount of function Okay, so if an office is no longer able to be used as an office and it can purely only be used as a storage space now because there's just your desk is full, your chair is full, you know, you Mm. can't even open your printer if you wanted to. Right. As soon as a designated space loses, loses its functionality, it really ranks up on the priority list and it goes high on the chart of this really needs to be addressed. If your kitchen, for example, is cluttered, your counters are a little messy, your cupboards might be a little bit overflowing, but you can still cook, you can still clean, you know, you can still put out a cutting board and chop your veggies if you need to. That's kind of left on the priority list. It's still functioning. Yes, it needs a little bit of love and attention. It's on the surface only, right?
1: Not. Only on the surface, and that's the only temporary, correct?
2: Um, t- yeah, I yeah, yeah that's now, the first like, level I, of assessment. Right. Right. I
1: mean, no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, if you think about kitchen, like I know for my kitchen, you know, I mean I'm low, I'm like you burger, so I I need everything to be organized and stuff like that too. For me it's very important how I feel connected. But at one point and I know I'm like anybody else who like think, you know, like you got everything on you know, on the surface, clear and in order, and then when you realize like I remember like going through my cabinet, right? And I have these big giant cabinets in my kitchen. And going through them and finding stuff that was like two years old that I haven't
2: used in. Right. Them, right? That I'm like. Yes. Do you follow yeah that's a big swimming? thing, <laughs> definitely that's a huge thing, and that's why I like to do the entire house, right? So if somebody just says, "Oh, I just need my office I'm like, "Okay, I want to look in your bedroom closet too, and I want to look in your kitchen pantry and I want to look in your basement and in that weird room that nobody goes in. I want to look in that room too, you know because yeah. that's the way you can truly assess what's happening on a deeper on a deeper even subconscious level too you know we're talking about consciousness here this isn't just right. you know our environment is a reflection of what's happening internally right mm-hmm. so i've had clients that you would walk into their home and it is the most pristine beautiful home you've ever seen in your entire life right huge mm-hmm. gorgeous beautiful art everywhere i mean furniture decorative it's, it's fantastic but then they have an entire wing of their house that you'll never see that is completely chaos, right? Yes. And so yeah. there's this, and how, metaf- how like symbolic is that and how metaphorical is that for how we represent ourselves in our life? There are so many people that on the outside, they look like they totally have their stuff together, but on the inside, they're really struggling,
1: Right, and that's that's where I'm talking. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, I mean, that's obviously my um <laughs> my side of the equation here. When mm-hmm. I try to assess people, you know, what's going on with them on a deeper level, because there's a reason for everything. You know, there's there's right. a, a, whatever it is that you're doing, there's a reason behind why you're doing it. So that including, you know, obviously your professional work, which is you know um handling uh your you know um that aspect of it. But I was you know the my actual question, clutter, was, right? Right. So like, do you, do you get to know like your clients a little bit, you know, their, you know, their habitual things, like what makes them happy? What doesn't make them happy? How would they feel? I mean, is that part of the assessment that you do? It's a huge part of the assessment oh, that I great. do. I
2: wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do my work without it. Okay. I have to know. I, I, I get to know their schedules when they wake up, when they go to sleep, their work schedules, their eating schedules. Um, I begin to learn about their childhood, about their relationships with different people in their life because every single one of those things affects their home space. Every oh, single one of them. So I learn more about people than they've probably shared with anybody else, maybe except for their therapist or life coach, right? Yeah. Um yeah. I mean, I'm in people's underwear drawers sometimes. You know what yeah, I mean? I know. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm getting into the nitty gritty because yeah. what it comes down to is when it comes to these really deep intimate, close, personal things, like how we dress ourselves and how we feed ourselves, those are some of the most intimate relationships we have with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And when I'm addressing things of that nature, it requires that they trust me and that they feel safe with me. In order for them to feel safe with me, I have to know them and they have to know me. So that's it's really where it starts is with the walkthrough. I open up pantries. I'm opening up cupboards and drawers and closets. And that really scary door where you're like, oh, I really hope she doesn't open that one, I'm probably going to open that one.
1: <laughs> right. You know? But, I mean, you, you and, mentioned the first, yes, I mean, you know, obviously this the key thing here is the trust in relationships that they can trust you. I am really looking forward to all the great tips that you're going to share here on the show too today so people can, you know, take notes. And, and uh, you know, so just what I remind our listener, you're listening to your Life Now radio show. And if you'd like to chat with me or my guest, Christy, you can dial in 626-213-5773. And also Skype callers are welcome. There should be an icon next to the phone number. You can dial in Skype to Skype for a free call there. I also opened the chat room so you need to sign in to um, to go into the chat room and you can put your question or comments there. So we talk you know, again we talked about spring cleaning, we're talking about organizing, decluttering, distressing your life because I mean you know, and, and here we're not trying to judge anybody. I mean, I, I really want to make sure that people understand there is no judgment on this show. This is really, it's all about you taking a look. I mean, I don't know if you listened in the beginning of my show. It's really my intention is to inspire people to make some positive changes in their life. And so look at this as something positive that you can take out of the show today because Christy is going to share a lot of uh, professional tips with you, hopefully, that they can you know be helpful in your life. You can contact her if you, you know, within her area uh um that you can you know reach out to her directly and and have her help you as well directly, but the bottom line is you know take the judgment out okay take the the attachment of whatever it is that you think in your mind that you need to hold on to or the control of your thoughts that you need to hold on to that you will uh, you know will uh, will not allow you to to take in this information so just let go take a few deep breaths. And, and and let go and just kind of like, you know what, I'm just here to observe, observe what's, you know, what's going on here and see how I can relate to some of these things in my life. So, you know, no judgment, <laughs> no point of the finger here. Trust me, we've all been in that place. You know, Um some of us have, you know, we take it seriously and some of us, we just say, you know what, it's not important. But the reason, and that's why I think Chris is going to get into that. The reason, you know, you could be living in clutter and and your your life is disorganized is just because something is going on in your life that you really need to also deal with, okay? But in order for you to start, I always say empty your cup. In order for you to start welcoming something new or something positive in your life, you need to start letting go. And that's what Christy is talking about, you know. So when we start letting go. So tell me some of the things, Christy that people feel attached to and why they attach attached to? What's some of the things that you notice when you work with clients?
2: You know, I would say there's really no blanket answer for this. Um, I have seen people be attached to the entire spectrum, incredibly valuable heirloom, family heirloom, precious items. And I've okay. seen people be completely attached to garbage, literally mm-hmm. garbage. Um, so the spectrum of what it is that people can get attached to is wide, but I would say the spectrum of why people get attached is more of, you know, a a, a sort of, um, key point to address, you know, I am able to help whether it's garbage or a family valuable heirloom possession, whatever it is. It's about addressing why, right? And so what right. I really try to do is tell people, ask questions. Ask yourself questions. Uh-huh. And not just, why do you want to keep it? It's because I want to keep it, right? But specifically, when I see it, does it make me feel good? Does it lift my spirits? When you look at that, how does it make you feel, right? Um, is it a pra- can I use it practically today? Like, is it something that I have practical use for in my life? Right um, Am I keeping it out of a sense of obligation Or am I keeping it because I really truly have A deep um, desire For that in my life and it really does make me Feel good and it meets like Different levels of criteria You know
3: right.
2: so whether it's A piece of garbage or it's a, a Valuable family heirloom and everywhere In between which is what I see um, There are these Questions that we can ask ourselves um, and, 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 and sincerely ask, you know, because there's surface level, oh, I, it was given to me as a gift, so I should keep it, right? Well, then is that keeping it out of obligation or is that keeping it because you really, truly love it? Um, and, oh, what well, it was something my mom gave me. Okay, well, how many things has your mom given you over the years, right? Maybe if we collectively put all the things together that your mother has given you over the past, let's say, 20 years, Out of, let's say, 20 of them, which five could you not live without? And Mm. then they'll take the five. And then the other 15, it's like, okay, you know, sometimes it's quality over quantity. But in our mind and our society, in this, like, sort of consumer-driven society, it's the other way around. It's quantity over quality. We're talking about, like, huge, you know, you go to Sam's Club and you buy a big bulk of something – but what's the quality of the product you're buying compared to going to a health food store and buying a smaller quantity and it's maybe recycled or organic or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's really And how does it of,
1: serve in your life, right? I mean, that's important And how does too. it serve you?
2: Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. How does this lift you? Does it lift your spirits? What does it make you feel like when it's in your home? Are you practically being able to use it? Um you know, when was the last time you haven't remembered about it? So that's the last thing. I, you know, the next thing I go through without a lot with people is, you know, we're going through this random box that was in their closet, and it's been there since they last moved ten years ago, and then and it hasn't been opened since, right?
3: Mm-hmm. And then
2: they find this thing and they're like, I can't live without this. Well, the reality is, you have been living without it, right? <laughs> For mm-hmm. so long because it's been away in this box of this closet. And you've been able to function really successfully in life without it. So Mm -hmm. it's a matter of really just kind of perspective, like reality checking things and these objects and saying, what is the true meaning of this in my life?
1: So we're going to take a short break, but before the break, I wanted to say, so is there such a thing as like a a rule, you know, that we should follow on, on like how, you know, how long you should keep something if you haven't used it, or or not really? It's very individual, or customized.
2: Um, I mean, I'm not a big fan of rules. Yeah, me <laughs> um, neither. <laughs> <Okay>. you, <laughs> you know, that's that why
4: what, I, that's rule.
2: why I don't yeah. really follow feng shui. I think there are some principles of feng shui that are fantastic, but yeah, it's very it follows a lot of rules, which I don't really like. Right. Um, you know, I think a sort of Blanket rule for me would be a year. If you haven't touched it and you haven't used it in a solid year, that means you've gone through all four seasons, all the holidays, all the birthdays, all the anniversaries, all the, you know, events for one solid year if you haven't honestly touched, looked at, used, made any sort of practical use out of something, it's time to let it go.
1: Okay. Well, we're gonna take a short break. I think that's great. And when we come back, what we're gonna do, we're gonna pick up on where we should start. Okay, there's always a starting point, the first step Yes, that's that a we huge should be taking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's take a short break and when we'll come back, we will continue our discussion. Take care. Thank you.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: John Peptis, the author of How to Be Happy. In this short yet powerful book, David shares very simple techniques on how to relax your mind and body to achieve happiness in your life. He shows you how to see your intention and how to connect your mind and body to achieve a deep sense of fulfillment from within. So make sure you check out David's book at www.thewellnessclarinet.com. That's again www.thewellnessclarinet.com. Welcome back, my friends. You're listening to your Life Now Radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thank you so much for joining us. We it's always you know, I'm always delighted to be live here with you on the air. And today we're talking about spring and spring cleaning, the organizing our life, de stressing the life that we live and, and just so we can live, you know, harmonious life and and be content. With our environment and and make it you know our own space and own and with me today my guest Christy the founder of uh, White Light Organizing so uh, thanks again for being here Christy
2: thank you Ria for having me
1: my pleasure my pleasure for the break we're talking um about certain things, you know, uh, that you have noticed when you do the assessment with your clients. And I mentioned when we come back from the show, I wanted to start with the first thing that we should really start doing as tips. So now it's time for anybody who's listening, um, whether you are live or archived listener, um, make sure you take some notes. So uh, what is the first tip for people to start really, you know, evaluating their home, their office, whatever it is, and, and so they can start taking action to change?
2: The first tip I would suggest for people to start taking action would be um, assessing which space in their home has lost its functionality. Um, You know, like I mentioned before, really assessing where the priority in the space is. Mm -hmm. So if a bathroom can no longer be used for a bathroom, if a living room can no longer be used as a living room, et cetera, um, that would be absolute step one is assessing it. Um, the next step is once you have this space and you're looking at your at this room and you're like, O M G, where do I start, <laughs> right?
1: Right. <laughs> overwhelming.
2: <laughs> so overwhelming. It's the it's the first. It's like probably one of the most common things I hear from my clients is I don't know where to start. And I was just in a client's home this morning. Um, she was a new client that I was doing organizing work for and. She started out by saying, it's really just all about my living room, right? Like I have, she closed her office down. She moved her office into her living room. And now her living room has become this overwhelming pile of boxes from her office that she worked in for 20 years. And I said, okay, all right. So I see that this is a really major issue in your living room. Let me see the rest of your space.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So we went down into the basement, and I realized that that was the major priority. The living room was still able to function as the living room, but the basement was locking was completely locked. You could barely walk through it, right? And so. In her mind, top priority is living room because all of a sudden her living space has shifted and it's causing a problem for her. But in order to be able to move any of that stuff that's in her living room, we have to unlock all the storage potential in her basement, right? Right. Okay. So you have to, like, kind of put these pieces together. Yeah. You have to, like, that's where people think, oh, it's just my living room. Oh, it's just my office. It's really never that easy, right? So she thought we were going to totally work in her living room today, and we ended up spending all the time in the basement. And with that, we're able to unlock and move space so that she actually has some space and something to do with that stuff in the living room rather than just, I mean, of course we need to consolidate, right? Of course we need to let go, simplify, consolidate. But also we need to create space for what it is that we're going to keep. And I kind of have this other blanket rule, which is a big one that, that that everybody listening can write down is if you're going to decide to decide to keep something, you have to have a place to put it.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. I love this. <laughs> you Definitely.
2: better have a place for it if you want to keep it. Right, right. <laughs> yes. So it can't just be, I really love this, I got to keep it, right? Okay, if you really love it and you got to keep it, where are you going to put it, right? And if you truly have a home for it that feels, a line that feels practical, that feels like it's gonna serve you yeah, and we honestly. both agree. <laughs>
3: right. Right.
2: Then, you know, then let's do it. Let's keep it. Like I'm not trying to let I'm not trying to make people get rid of everything they own. I have a lot of beautiful things in my life and I really appreciate them all. And each mm-hmm. one has a specific purpose in my life. And I address every single object that I own in that way. So, so that would be a really big thing is is not keeping it and saying, oh, it's just going to go in the back of my closet. Well, then how is it serving you, and why are you really keeping it, right? Mm. Um, So, there's so many directions you could
1: go yeah i'm not thought christy while you're getting your thoughts together too because i know i asked you too many things but one of the things like when when you said about like you know if you can find a place for that item that you really think you know deep in your heart you really need it in your life for whatever reason that you can justify that for your purpose you know if that place is not serving your purpose then again that, that item is not you know really still not serving you either and the other things that I, I, from what you're talking about, the kind of like I'm taking notes as we're talking, is um when you know I mean, but you clarified it in a sense. It's, it's really not just that. I was thinking about like you know the most important place that you spend the majority of the time your majority of time in should be probably your priority right that to take care and make sure that it's, it's comfortable it's it's decluttered it's, it's clean it's clear you know you can walk through it safely there is no problem you know everything feels so nice and serene when you're sitting not like let's say family room or some people Absolutely. their kitchen is is there a space you know sometimes my office i mean I, if my office is not clear and i cannot work i cannot function <laughs> i literally cannot right. function so I have right. to, like, know exactly why that piece of paper is sitting on my desk right now while I'm talking to you. Um, yeah. and, and what's the purpose of having it because we're doing the interview, right? So we're doing the, the, the show. So, But otherwise, anything else has to have a reason for it. But so th- that was one of the things that came to my mind when you were talking. I mean, would it be one of the priority is the, the place that you spend the majority time of your day, of your waking day, is your priority, would that be one
2: of the... Um, yep. I don't find that to be always true, no. Okay. Sure. okay. Yeah, I don't find that and, to be true because there are some places in the home that, you know, some of the few feng shui principles that I do sort of align with is that your home does represent different areas of your life, right? Right. And so you're dining room, exam for example, in certain people's homes could be an entirely um, representative room of you for money, say, for example, right, or career. Right. Um, right. And so you might not spend a lot of time in that room. So you think, oh, I can let that room get cluttered. But again, I'm going to go back and, and repeat myself and say it's all interconnected. So it's not just my bedroom has to be clear because that's the room I wake up in and I go to sleep in each morning. But it's really I you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to say that any room is more priority over another. I think every but space in the house somewhere, is though. Sacred. I mean you said you do the assessment first, okay? So you assess
1: you know, what's going on. So that's important, right? Mm-hmm. I mean you cannot make a list without the assessment first. But then when you start right. assessing you've got to make your priority list, right? I mean that's the I'm gonna clear Yeah, and
2: normally my priority list is based on which room has lost its functionality. Okay, all right, that's the key. Which room has lost its, okay, okay. Right, so not necessarily this is the room that I spend most of my time in, and therefore I need it to be clear. Like, for example, the client this morning, she's like, I spend most of my time in my living room, I need my living room clear. But we spent all the time in the basement today, because in order to get the living room clear, we have to unlock space in the basement. Right. So it's really a matter of functionality and practicality. And eventually we get to the space that you're most living in, but it's usually the other spaces that need to unlock a little bit in order for your most lived in space to have the flow and the, you know, the clarity that it needs.
1: So what you're saying is basically, I mean, you know, and that's why I'm trying to get people also to really kind of follow through with us. So, okay, to figure out which, which room is actually lost its functionality, um, is you know, you, you got to walk yourself through the path of what your day looks like. I mean, that's how I look at it, right? So you get up in the morning. What's the first thing you see? And why is it there? And then you move on to the next room. Where's the next room that you go to? Maybe your bathroom, right? To wash mm-hmm. up, clean up, take a shower, do this, whatever. Is that functional? And then as you go, I mean, would that make sense to do it that way? I mean, like,
2: how do you... Yeah, that's a good way to do it, too. That's a really great way to do it, too. I mean, as somebody coming into a new home, I do it like, okay, because I'm walking in their front door, um, it's more like, okay, I view it from when they get home from work, right? right? Because that's a really crucial time for people, too, when they walk in their home after a long day of work, how does it feel when they walk in the door, Right. So, you know, so, okay, so here's where you drop your purse, here's where you drop your suitcase, here's where you, you know, um, hang your coats if you have a coat area, and then how's your flow for your tasks, you know, in that way? Because I'm not starting in someone's bedroom, I'm starting in someone's front door, right? So for me, it works that way, and then I'm able to sort of just intuitively put it all together, and I see how their flow is and where their flow is blocked. You know the way they can they can view it differently. I think is realizing that there's possibility for change. Um, one of the big things that I see happen with a lot of my clients is that they end up in a lot of shame and embarrassment. Mm-hmm. And the thing about shame and embarrassment is it's like a straitjacket. It mm-hmm. um, there's this there's this amazing researcher her name is Brene Brown I don't know if you've ever heard of her but she has a lot of TED talks and she's been on Oprah right. she's, she's a phenomenal person she has a quote and it says shame corrodes the very part of us that believes we are capable of change so and as soon as shame is shared with somebody who is understanding and who is empathetic and who mm-hmm. is non-judgmental then shame can't live in that environment anymore. And so I sit down with the person after the assessment, after I've looked at every single piece in their home, I sit down with them and I say, it's totally okay. Everything's going to be okay, and change is totally possible. And that is the first step is believing that change is possible. And I'm sure you see this in your line Mm -hmm. of work also. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: so that's really, you know, it's really a key piece here is understanding that it's possible to live another way and that they have to, and how courageous they are, right? To show up and say, Hey, I need help. Yes. And it's embarrassing, but they show up for it and they say, this is, this is it. This is my ugly dark thing. I never wanted you to see, but here it is. And guess what happens when you expose it? It becomes so much lighter, right? Hence, white yeah. light organizing, right? So yeah. let there, let it, sh- let some light shine onto it, and it becomes oh. so much less heavy. And as soon as that happens, things move so quickly. I spent just an hour and a half at a client's house this morning, and I transformed half of like a huge basement. Right. In an hour and a half. And it was because she was like, okay, Christy, I'm going to let you see my basement. And it's really hard for me, but I'm going to let you see it. And she let me sigh. And I said, I said, here's where we need to start. And I said, do I have your permission to start? And she said, yes. And I started. And once I start, it's like hard to stop me, right? And so together, (laughs) we were just like, we started going for it. And she was like, oh, my God, I feel it moving. And she really felt it moving, and it was so powerful. So the first step is always the hardest step, but it's always the most productive. So um, really allowing vulnerability to – Brene Brown has this other amazing quote. It says, um, vulnerability is the birthplace of change. Right. Yeah. As soon as we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, then we can change. And so as soon as I kind of break past that trust barrier with people and they say, I'm not sure, I'm not sure, okay, I trust you. And then the objects move themselves. They organize themselves, actually. <laughs> they, yeah. they speak. They're speaking to us. And so they really tell us, okay, this is what needs to happen. Here's where we need to go. You know what I mean? It really happens so effortlessly. The hardest part is that first step and that big push in getting it moving.
1: That's true. Um, a lot of things that we do, and you know, I speak for myself. I speak, you know, a lot of time I don't really, you know, I mean, if I if I can relate to some of these things, I have no place to talk about it, and I'm sure we can all relate to some of these things. Like I I know, like you know, some of us we do like emotional shopping, right? So like we shop. I used to do that. Like if mm-hmm. I wanted to feel good about myself for whatever reason, you know, yeah, this was years ago, right? I would just go buy things and just hang it in my closet. And I remember every year. When I do go through my closet and I, I'm still, you know, one of those people who like to organize things and make sure, like, you know, everything is in place, I realized how many items it still had its tag on it. And I used to, like, oh, yeah. oh, my God, I used to just think it's, like, mm-hmm. what the heck was I thinking? But the right. thing is, you know, that emotional attachment, it's what we need to also address. And I think I'm sure you do that with your clients. is like, you need to let
2: go. Maybe some more subtle hints where I'll say, okay, say we're going through somebody's closet and that happens, right? I see it all the time, tons of clothes with tags on it. I see it all the time. So what I'll do is I'll make a separate pile for it and I'll say, okay, everything that still has its tags on it, let's put it over here. And when we watch it grow, I say, okay, let's sit down with this pile. And we sit down with them. We literally sit down with piles of objects and we will have a full conversation over this pile of objects, whatever it is, right? Right. Why did you buy these things? What was going on when you bought them? Mm. You know, are they still serving you? How do they make you feel? Have you tried them on? And then I go through my long list of questions, right? And we really assess the deeper habit and the pattern that caused these things to be purchased in the first place. Did you let go of the external? You let go of the internal. It's really powerful. And they really aren't separate. And I understand that there's this, like, you know, everybody's like, "You're an organizer. Tell me your tips for paperwork." Okay, I can do that, and I I can totally meet you there, and I can give you a thousand tips on how to organize your paperwork. Um, but there's a whole other component to it that is really I really want to bring to the conversation about organizing. You know, and it's the consciousness behind it, not just the the external environment. So it it feels like it's kind of beating off the subject, but it really. all
1: connected related it really is fantastic okay
2: yes um well okay and then you know before we go off the air
1: i mean i know this you know the the stuff that you shared is is really great tips and i encourage people if you had missed you know some of the show part of the show to re-listen to it write some of the stuff down and uh and see if you can apply some of these things in your life and see if it works Um, So, Christy, uh, for people who want to reach out to you and and get some help from you, where can they find you?
2: Yeah, absolutely. They can find me at my website. It's whitelightorganizing.com. Very easy to find white like the color, light like the sun, I like to say, and organizing. Um, You can also reach me via email, which is just whitelightorganizing at gmail.com.
1: That's fantastic, and I appreciate you being here and sharing all these wonderful um, tips, and, and uh, you know, I thank you, and I would love to have you back on again. And
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: Welcome back my friends you are listening to your life now radio show i am your host cotria i hope you enjoyed part one of our show today with guest christy ayurada we are talking spring spring is here spring is coming how do we know that because i see the flower blooming I know it must be so. Spring is coming. Spring is here. How do I think I know? I see a blossom on the tree. I know it must be so. So we're going to try to make our life better by bringing in the new, allowing that new birth of things to happen. Allow ourselves to let go of the old things that are no longer serving us. So in this part two, I'll share a few of my helpful suggestion tips with you guys. And I hope you enjoy this, um, this segment too represent something new right so you know the winter is long and you know everything hibernate everything goes you know um no nothing growing everything is just basically just hibernating and then here comes the spring and the spring start to bring something new new flower new green grass and things start to change and it is just basically uh, it brings you to think about your own environment when you think about spring. So, most of us, we think about spring, we think about spring cleaning time to air the house, time to clean, time to get rid of things. And today, I'd like to help you hopefully with a few suggestions on how to manage your everyday life so you don't get overwhelmed. And then, what is spring cleaning your life means? Okay, it's not about just taking that pillow and, 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 and and puff it and whatever, or the the, the rug, or just air the house. It's a lot more than that. And if you missed last week's episode, um, please make sure that you go and listen to it because Christy has shared a lot of great um, and helpful tips as well. So today I'm going to continue the part two of spring cleaning. And then, uh, you know, so what I would like you to do is to take a look um, if you can spend a couple minutes, if you can't do it right now and you're listening to me live and you're at work or whatever, so even like your own space, if, even if you're at work, I'm sure nobody you're not going to get in trouble if you can spend just a couple day, I mean couple minutes just being in your own conscious present self, just be just for a few minutes, moments. And then take a look around you and see if you notice anything. Take a look at your desk. So we we assuming like, you know, if you're at work and then we'll move on to the house or any other place, your bedroom or whatever. But let's assume you're at work right now and you're listening to me. So if you can take a couple minutes and just be present. Be present just for at least a couple minutes and start You know, just scanning the room, scanning your environment, and and see if you notice something is either out of place or something grabs your attention. The first thing that comes to your attention, spend some time on it and see why is it there, right? So what I'm trying to do here with this exercise, it's really just basically to bring your awareness to the environment that you are living in right, to the places that you spend the majority of your time or your day in, right? So if you're working, you know, maybe you work somewhere where you have to be from certain hours to certain hours. Maybe you work from your house. Maybe you are a stay home mom or stay home dad. Whatever place you are playing in this call life, you know, you have a surrounding, you have an environment, and your environment can affect how you feel mentally emotionally so the more you bring your awareness to your environment first this is the place where you start this is where you start you don't need to walk anywhere start from the place that you are standing or sitting and just spend a couple minutes just scanning your surroundings and see what you can what you can you know what comes up If you heard me before talking about journaling, about writing things down, this is, if you haven't heard it before, here it is again. You've got to write things down. So, in that sense, you know, if you are at work, it's okay. You can still write things down. You still have, I'm sure, pieces of paper or something that you could write on. I do recommend that, you know, people that I work with, clients and and, and, uh, and so on, that they keep, you know, a separate journal for different places. So if you're at work, you have a, a journal just for work. You have one for home. You have one for whatever, you know, places that you can carry in your bag or your purse or whatever, you know, small enough that you can jot down a few things. But that simple exercise, again, it brings you to a starting point. And your starting point... To spring clean your life is from where you are right now. So take a look around you. What do you feel belongs or doesn't belong? Because the only thing that belongs for sure in that space is you. Okay? Let me repeat this again. The only thing that belongs in the space or the environment that you are in, for sure, is you. Everything else is extra. So now, how do I manage those extra? How are they serving me? What are they doing for me? Are they helping me? Are they distracting me? What can I do with them? What can I not do with them? Why are they there? So many questions. So many questions to ask, but you got to ask that question. But start from the place that you are, and take a look around you. So again, this is in, in, in the case that applies if you are at work, so check out your desk. The place that you are working at, what does your desk look like? Can you find things easily? Do you feel, you know, productive when you're working? And if you don't, get in touch with that feeling. Why you don't feel productive? What would make you more productive? Or what can you subtract that makes you more productive? So, you know, as a coach, as someone who believes, you know, the connection between the mind and body And, you know, of course, everything else, the environment is just an external. The only thing that exists in that environment for sure is us. In that environment. Everything else, we placed it in there. We have created it. So we have the power to either add to it, clean it, or take it away. Your power your life, you can do whatever you want with it. So, of course, if you're at work, you know, property of, of, of the company, you cannot do anything with it, but your own space. It's your personal things that you use for work, you know, whether paper or pens or or just like, you know, your trash can hasn't been emptied or whatever it is. I spent many years in corporate you know, America, and, uh, you know, even though that I was always out, I had an office, and I know exactly if my office was not organized, and it was not clean, and my environment was not, like, uh, to me, like, it promotes creativity, you know, to be, like, more, you know, like, I want to call a client, I feel like, oh, I'm so excited, you know, I was like, I feel good. So, you gotta think about what makes you feel good in this environment. So, take a look around you and start from where you are right now. What can you get rid of? What can you move around? And one of the things I know we talked about last week, in last week's episode with Christy, <clears throat> pardon me, is the fact that Christy said, uh, um, you know, how she walks the room, she walks every room in the house or whatever office, is, the office when she, she does help, you know, her clients. And I told her, I said, one of the things that you should let them, you tell them to let go. She's like, I can't tell them to let go. But I can't. I am gonna tell you to let go, let go of something that is not serving you. You gotta be attached. Most of our problem, we are attached to things. Get attached to yourself, your true self, the self that asking you to help me. I want to feel better. I want to be, you know, feeling whatever. You have that power. So again, the only thing that exists that belong there in that space is you. So of course, you know, we're talking like if you and your family at home and you talking your kids, your spouses, your whatever partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, mother, father, daughter, whatever, these people exist. They are not things. So when we're talking about spring cleaning here, we're talking on an individual basis here. It starts with you and your own environment. So spring represents something new. Why can we take a look at our life right now and see what can we do to create a new environment? Even though like, you know, it it could be just, Basically, you know, hypothetically speaking, it's like, well, it's the same space. It's really not new. But if you change things around, you put something new, you put a new plant in, you take something out, you know, you put some flowers, whatever, that's new. You're making something that is old new. You're bringing it back to life. So think about that. I just want to remind you, we are live, so if you have any questions, um, feel free to call. You can call 626-213-5773. You can also use Skype from the show page for a Skype Skype free call. So, you know, again, I mean, these are simple ways to start. I mean, and and so let's, let's move I think most of the problem people really, the whole environment things, I mean, to me, it starts from home. Everything starts from home. Before you go out to work, even if you work. It starts from the minute you wake up. And you look around you. Again, start from that place where you are. How does it feel? Bring the emotion. Because your emotion can tell you a lot of things. It gives you a lot of indication on the things that need to be changed. So, you know, and, and of course we all fight change. We think change, you know, is, is so difficult and, and we, we we cannot do it or if we do it, we have anxiety about it. But change, growth is is change. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you have to, in order for you to grow, you have to be able to change. Life is growth and growth is change. So maybe you want to try to practice different things to kind of become a little bit more conscious and more aware of you know, your surrounding and what belongs or what doesn't belong and what makes you happy, what doesn't make you happy, and why? Why am I keeping this? Why am I still using something that is not even working anymore? Why do I keep collecting things? Do they have value to them? Are you going to be able to keep them? You're thinking like they have some magical value to them, so down the, you know, years down that you're going to be able to sell them and make so much money out of them? If that's the case, maybe you need to get an appraisal and put these things in a place that are supposed to be staying, you know, keeping them for that purpose. But if they have no value, They should not be in your life. So examine everything. Examine why. Why do I do that? Why do I feel attached to this item, to this thing? Why do I feel manipulated by it? Why? What is it doing for me? Make a list. Make it easy. Make a list and and ask those questions. You know, think about the things that are working, having these things in your life, and think about the things that are not. And then, you know, obviously, take a look at that list. If you list of the things that are not working in your life, and they just basically taking space, and you have to realize, we talked about energy last week on the show, and this is really very important that we connect with that. Because everything has energy. Everything you place, everything you move, everything that you see around you has its own energy. So to change some of that energy around or to kind of let energy flow, you got to let give a room to, to, to flow. How is the energy going to flow if it's blocked by things? Scan the environment where you're at. You know what's going on. What do you feel belong or what you feel does not belong? Are you okay with everything? Do you feel good about it? You know, if your feelings are indication of something needs to be taken care of. So if something doesn't make you feel good for whatever reason, you need to question its existence in your life. Why is it there? You know, I mean, we have to, you know, I mean, the, the connection between mind and body and soul, it's just a huge thing. You know, it's, it's not one area, it's every area. It's, you know, how you clear your mind. What's going on in your head? Have you decluttered your mind a little bit? Are you still holding on to a lot of, like, things in, in, in your head? Body, are you taking care of yourself? Do you eat healthy? Do you feel good about yourself? When was the last time you checked your pantry or you checked, you know, whatever, you know, like your snack box or what you put in there? If you go to work or whatever. I mean, I'm just giving you some examples here. Do you get rid of the things that you feel like, well, you know, it's time for me to really... um, Take a look at the way I eat. Maybe I need to eat something that makes me feel good, too. And get rid of all that crap that I don't, you know, why am I, you know, I don't need this. We talked about, you know, those keepsakes. Stop getting attached to them. If they're so valuable, they belong in the museum. They don't belong in the environment where you live and, and, and spend the majority of your time. And then one of the important things, it's letting go of, of grudges or bad feeling towards somebody. I mean, that's the time to do that.
2: Who are you holding, you know,
1: grudges against? And why? Can you pick up the phone and call that person if that person is around and it's available to, you know, to call and say, hey, you know what? I forgive you. And if you can't do it in person... Maybe you want to write something and throw it away and just say, you know what, I forgive myself or forgive you. Let go. I mean, really, nothing stinks up our life more than old grudges and hate and anger towards somebody. Learn to forgive. You know, it's one thing I was talking with a friend the other day about forgiveness. Um, I said, you know what, we might not forget something, Because, you know, we have that memory. We have that, you know, that great thing about memory, right? But we can forgive. We can forgive. Forgiveness is not something difficult to attain. It's very easy to attain. If you realize when you forgive somebody, you're forgiving yourself and you're releasing yourself. So like I said, I I, one of the things that I've done this before in the past, you know, so I really don't have, you know, I don't really hold any grudges against anybody. But I have, in, you know, in the past. Yeah, I mean, I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter why I felt, you know, the way I felt. You don't have to send it. Don't send it. Just tear it apart. You really express how you feel. It's one of the ways that really helped, pardon me, with, you know, releasing. Releasing and let go. That's what sprinkling all about. Releasing and letting go. Release and let go. What can you get let go of? Can you? Yes, of course you can. I mean, you know, it's like creating, I think, one of the things about our environment and, you know, our own uh, environment where we spend the majority of our time, it's finding that peace and tranquility. In that environment. So, of course, if you're at work, that's really, you know, unless you own your own company, you got your own office or you got, you know, very private office or whatever, you can have that peaceful environment. You might not be able to at work, but that's okay. Because if you have clear mind and you have an environment at home where it's peaceful and you walk in there and it's so tranquil and so peaceful it will overset what goes on at work. It's all about feeling good. If something doesn't feel good, you got to question it. And then one of the other things about, you know, um, spring cleaning, I always say you got to clear your schedule. And you got to put yourself on that list as well. I know I mean I almost know every single person that I know they make some kind of list. I'm a fan of priority lists. I am not a fan of to-do lists. To-do list is very uh, it carries heavy weight. Like I have to do this. Oh my god. The weight that carries. No, do a priority list. And clear your schedule. Make time for yourself. Whether it's that 10 minute walk Or that five minutes just like silent, closing your eyes and just whatever. Put yourself on that schedule. Don't just accept things because you feel like okay, people are just, you know, taking advantage of you and you allowing it, so you accept it. Clear your schedule. And then one of the most important, and I've done this many times, this, this, uh, um, whether in public speaking, in a, in a workshops and stuff like that, we do the exercise as far as like, you know, every time you do something good for yourself, you got to reward. Consider the rewards. So examine your commitments. Examine what you've done. And what you have accomplished and then when you accomplish it, do something nice for yourself. I mean these things are very, very um, simple tips, yet very effective. And you know, I mean like so if you look at your your schedule for the you know, for the week, I mean I work my schedule ahead of time, and I hope you do the same thing because, you know, things do happen, life happens, and it can throw things at you in the last minute, right? So you got to take care of this, you got to pick up this kid, or you got to go get this thing, whatever it is, these call life happening. But the more you are in control of your scheduling, the more you're in control of what goes on that schedule, the more you are in control of your life. So, do a prior scheduling. Make sure no last minute thing gets thrown at you that it could be rescheduled. If somebody says, No, 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 we really want to get it done today. Well, is it do you want to get it done today because it's convenient for you? Or is it because it's inconvenient to me? Because obviously, this is inconvenient to you. So take a look at the schedule and try to plan it ahead of time. You know, one of the things that I do before I go to sleep, way before I go to sleep, because I don't want to just think about that <laughs> when I go to, you know, I go to sleep, is you know, a few hours before I go to bed, I look at my next day schedule, see what I have, you know, up for for the day, and I I, I take a look and see if I have to tweak something, clear something. You know, if I got to add something or I can squeeze something easily in there without distracting my whole routine. So, one of the things that I'm trying to tell you here, don't just say yes. Don't, like, go on, you know, you got to stop that auto yes. Yes, 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 yes to everybody. I mean, you know, we know we all live in optimistic world and think that if we say yes, We will find the time. But the truth is, we are in denial. So, see if you can do it. If you can manage it, then take that. If not, don't. And of course, you know, the more you plan your day, the more you plan your week, the more you plan, the better you are. So I told you I'm not a fan of the to-do list. It creates anxiety for me. And I share that with my clients. Don't make to-do lists. Call it priority list. Call it something that makes you feel. Every time you achieve it, every time you finish that priority list, you achieve something. So you can reward yourself in the end of the day. Every day, you got you conquered that day, and you got everything on that priority list achieved. By all means, if it's not important, it should not be on that priority list. That's why it's called priority list. The to-do list, it's, you can put everything on the to-do list. Most of the time, not even half of the things on that to-do list gets accomplished. So plan ahead. Being productive is a great thing, but you cannot be productive if you take on more than you can handle. Or if your environment kind of stops you from being, you know, productive. I mean, one of the things that I always say, you know, um Sometimes I feel like, well, it's not about me feeling, but I think, you know, from my studies and, you know, from my experience with some clients and, and, uh, even with myself, you know, if I don't feel good for whatever reason, you know, um, about a situation or even, um, you know, like, I mean, I think people don't realize that self-esteem is, 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 is a big issue even when it comes to, you know, uh getting organized or, you know, because, you know, they don't feel like they're worthy, you know, right? And so, like, you know, they sabotage. There's a sabotaging behavior it's just like, I don't care. I don't care if my house is cluttered. I don't care if my office is upside down. I just don't care. Well, that don't care means the opposite. But it's also related to your self-esteem. But most people don't really realize that self-esteem has nothing to do with self-appraise. You're not appraising. It's not about praising yourself to advertise your best quality. Self-esteem has to do with your inner self, how you feel about yourself. So think about it. I mean, one of the things that I, you know, it's, it's uh, um, how we think and how we criticize ourselves, it's really important. So, pay attention to that. What are you telling yourself? How do you feel about yourself? You are worthy. If anybody else tells you you're not, they are lying to you and they don't care about you. Whoever you are, whatever you have done, whatever, you know, you are worthy. You are worthy to be happy. You are. You deserve to be happy. So, you know, don't let that stop you. Where you stand right now is the best place to start. Okay, so try to take a minute to scan your environment, scan what's going on in your life, and ask questions, ask tons of questions. Why? How do I feel? What's going on? You know, does this thing work for me? We talked about clearing your schedule. We talked about... Stop the auto yes don't just say yes just because someone else asked something of you you know question everything and then now we're going to try to wrap it up and, and just you know try to get you to do a little bit of uh, um, uh, helpful tips hopefully for you to get your personal organization done perfectly you know well not perfectly there's no such a thing but at least better okay so I want you to think about it, you know, to think about what does it mean to be organized, to, to clean, to to have a clear environment, to have energy flow clearly in my life. What does that mean to me? How would that make me feel? Would you feel better if you can walk in, in pardon me, in an environment where you're sitting in and just like everything feels so tranquil, like you on a vacation? Wouldn't that be great? You know, most of us go on vacation to get that. But you can do it in your own environment. You can create that ambiance in your own environment by simply being a little bit more deliberate of what you do and how you do it and when you do it and why you do it and why these things, why do we have the attachment? Why can't we just let go? So if you don't feel that you have control over things, then you need to ask yourself why. Because you know what? I the one who create, who, who has control to put these things in my life. So in the same power, in the same energy that brought them here, I can make them disappear if they are no longer serving me. So that's a good tip to ask a question. How much control do I have or feel that I have overall, over my time, over the space that I live in or work in? How much much control do I have? And I have to tell you, if you think, try to rate it from 1 to 10, 10 being the best, right? The highest. If you, on that scale from 1 to 10, you go really low, then ask yourself why? Why? So if it's out of your hand, then it should be out of your mind. So, of course, if it's taking a work environment and it really has nothing to do with you, you were in that environment, maybe it's not even the right job for you if it doesn't make you feel good maybe you want to question that of course you know i don't want you to leave your job before you get another one either but you've got to bring that to your mind so if you you know some people actually you know have you heard of people being over organized um if you haven't i have to tell you i'm sure you have i have so you can go either way you can be over organized and it's just like all oh, control 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 or under organized so just start with your space it's like you know am i like going overboard you know you got to take that ship out out of the the in the sea you know they don't belong on the on the shore on the beach you got they got to go out so venture out and see what's going on what is truly is the problem is it something you need to get rid of mentally in your mind? Something you think about or something brings memory that you're just keeping it in your mind? Try to forgive. You, can, you, you might not forget, but forgive. That's one of the practices a lot of times if something brings in an emotion, especially when we attach to something. What does it mean to me? I mean, usually, you know, how much control you have over your life Shows up, you know, shows up in how, you know, how's your place look like, you know, how you dress, how you carry yourself, how you speak. If you're sloshy and, and you, you know, you, you cut your words and, you, you know, your house or, or your office is cluttered and you're just like, you know, that means you have no control over your life. These are simple things to look at. So if you don't feel completely in control, why not? Why do you think, what is that one thing that is not working for you, that is working against you? What is that one thing? But you got to ask that question. So if you wanted to have control over your time, your space, what would you do first? What would you do first? Ask that question. I can guarantee you, you have the answer. Don't expect me to give it to you. Because this is, you know, different from one person to another. It's not one size fits all. So ask yourself, if you wanted to have more control over your life, what is that one thing you can start doing right now to start taking control of your life? So maybe I'll give you a hint here. Maybe I'll give you some tip here to get you to you know, come up with some of these ideas is to make a list. Make a list of absolutely everything that bothers you and some of the things that don't really bother you or actually makes you feel good. The things that are around you in your house and ask and say, why? Why does this item bother me? Why does this item make me feel good? I mean, it's 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 amazing. I mean, really, being in control, being organized, being, you know, living decluttered life and living peaceful life and 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 letting energy flow, is just like building a habit. It's a habit, and the solutions are almost so simple. So simple ones. I mean, simple, simple, simple. But we overthink it. The other things that I want to bring into your attention is change. Again, you've heard me talk about this many times on the air. Why wouldn't you accept change? What are you afraid of? What would happen if you change? How would you rate how you feel about change? Are you scared? You don't care? From one to ten, like we did with the other one. How do you deal with change? What do you do? And do you avoid it? I mean, you got to ask yourself, do I avoid making changes because I don't feel this is getting out of our own comfort zone? Because... I'm okay right here. You've heard, you know, you've heard the term people say, if it's not broken, don't fix it. I want to repeat that phrase I said to you before. Life is growth and growth is change. Life is growth and growth is change. So, you know, take a look and see what can you change? What can you do different? What can you get rid of? Make that list. Trust me, spending time doing this exercise, it can save a lot of time for you. Later on, it can make you feel better. Just you gotta come up with a solution for yourself. But, you know, it's really up to you. I mean, I... I um. I wanted to tell you, you know, I think about it all the time, and I think about how people, you know, it's easy for us to stay, you know, where we are because we're comfortable. We're comfortable. We don't feel the need to change until sometimes it's too late. Why we do that? So, you know, I, I want to share my last week, I shared my um today's word, and my today's word for you, for you, my friends, is change. As I mentioned, most of us have a built-in resistance to change. So whenever you take a big change in your stride, congratulate yourself. Congratulations for doing so. And then while you are feeling flexible, give some thought to any other changes you would like to tackle. Don't stop when you're on a roll. Keep it going. And then, you know, one of the other things that I, you know, emphasize on again, don't just accept other people's explanation for the way things are. Make sure your light is always shining because you are intelligent. You have the answer to every question. So you gotta ask that question. Go explore life in a different way and look at it and see what happens. Tap into your inner beauty, that peaceful beauty that you have in you, and let it, you know, shine out to the world. So, my friends, I hope this gives you, you know, enough information to get you going, at least to start. You got to start somewhere. But like, as I mentioned, start from the place where you're standing. It's your life. Why couldn't you live it your way? So, you know, don't don't accept things just because they are. I mean, even whatever you hear from me, you know, anybody, you know, for that, you know, just question it. What does it mean? How is this related to me? What can I do with this information? How can it help me? If it doesn't, I thank you for listening. But if it does, I feel great that I was able to be in service. But remember, you know, contact me, reach out to me, follow the show. The show is available everywhere now. We're also on Stitcher. If you have the 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 app, the Stitcher app, you can listen to all the episodes on the go. We are on iTunes. We are here. So follow the show for up-to-date information. Connect with me. Let me know how I can help you. And always, always be amazing just the way you are. That inner beauty that you possess. Let it shine outward. So until next week, my friends, we have a great guest for you next week. And uh, that would be somebody else beside me. (laughs) And I hope I gave you enough information. remember, you know... Just reach me. You can, you can always schedule a free call with me. I will send, you know, I will post the information as far as how to schedule a free call with me. Um, you can reach me, you know, by going to my website, of course, and uh, you can reach me here, Facebook, Twitter, anywhere. Just connect with me. Until next time, stay amazing. Take care.
0: Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com, and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. <laughs> coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world.
5: is when I met Rhea Wilkie in the fall of 2008, I would never have agreed with that statement. I thought things were going fine. I had just opened up my own law practice, and I stumbled upon Rhea Wilkie through a mutual friend. I started working with Ria Wilkie as a way to help me with my professional practice, and what I came to learn is that my professional practice, my opportunities business-wise was so closely intertwined with my personal life and that making changes in my personal life was the surest, most direct way to enhance my professional life. I had no idea at that time that issues like self-esteem, passion, self-growth, self-development, Relationship with people, which seemed like per- personal issues, were really issues that were driving my professional life. Rhea helped me so greatly get through these personal issues, and the results were almost astounding and unexpected in my professional life. That once I dealt with personal issues, my professional practice flourished. I'm so grateful for having met Rhea Wilkie. I'm so grateful for her friendship, and I'm very happy that she is bringing her technique on this audio CD, offering it to all those who are interested. Ken Kaplan, 2013. Thank you.
4: My name is Dr. Anthony DeCanto, and I would like to say a few words here about Ria and how she can help you. We all heard this saying, don't reinvent the wheel, and that is the truth. All great successful people became successful one of two ways, either by trial and error or doing it the right way from the start. Years ago, trial and error worked well, and in some cases, it was fun. That is not the case today. With all our new regulations, government control, the decreased value of the dollar, one mistake can cause you a major setback, a major opportunity, or even bankruptcy. Therefore, do it right from the start. Have Rhea, who has the experience, help you from the start. Please understand that every successful person needs guidance, and in this audio book, you will find guidance with self-esteem, with organization skills, with well-being, health, personal and professional relationships. It's all in one. Because I know from my personal experience with Rhea and with this audiobook that I'm happy with my choice. And you will be happy with yours. Please remember that life is a journey and it is a shame if you cannot enjoy the trip. Thank you kindly, Dr. Anthony DeCanto, 2013.